Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What are you hearing is it from voters tonight at Hobnob and on the campaign trail over the last several weeks? Is there one seminal key issue in Jacksonville for building on what we've already seen happen? Well, I think... The, the seminal issue that we're seeing, and I hear it everywhere I go, is either A, how do we solve our pension problem so that we can move forward, or B, the sales tax version is the most likely, most effective way to get the problem solved because there is no other way to solve this thing without putting more money in the problem. It seems like the sales tax option, while it's been introduced, it's, it's struggling to gain momentum. It really needs to to get on the ballot, especially so soon. How do we convince fellow councilmen in the city at large that this is the option? Well, when it comes up, when it comes up in committee and council, I'm going to be there and advocate for it. And I'll just simply explain, in a sense, reminding everybody that we have sat through the budgets. We all know the state, of, the state of our budget. We all know the state of the revenue that we're bringing in, and we all know the amount of bills that we have to pay. And, and it, it's really not, I don't think, too much more complicated that all the council members have seen it. They know the numbers. They just have to wake up and recognize that that's where we are. I was reading earlier this week that in order for the sales tax issue to be on the ballot in May, y'all would have to decide this, like, by early next week. That's not going to happen. Unfortunately, that is not. So it may not happen as soon as we would like, but at the end of the day, it's still got to happen. Is now, it a special election? Is it a 2016 issue? I mean, it just seems like every year, I hate the phrase, kick the can down the road, but it just seems that every year, it just keeps pushing the issue deeper and deeper and deeper. In a, in a sense, it does look that way. This is the first time we've actually talked about a specific, real plan to raise money to solve the problem. These kind of things, unfortunately, don't happen overnight. Up until this point, it's always been trying to find ways to solve the problem without any additional money through magic pixie dust or whatever version people come up with. And if you study the economics of it, just don't work. And so once you at least put the idea on the table, it is, it is going to take some time to explain to people exactly the consequences of what happens if we don't do it. Because you've got to decide. we either got to put money in it or we have to decide what we want to do without because we still have bills to pay. And if we have to pay those bills, that means we don't have any money to do something else. And so we have to decide which way we want to go. And we know there is a plan that's backed by the current administration using some money from JEA, some increase in borrowing. Do you have any interest in vetting that proposal? Do you think that could be an option? I mean, we can continue to vet it, but borrowing money to save money, it's, it reminds me of the advertisements. This item is on sale. If you buy it now, look how much you save. I mean, it's just counterintuitive to borrow money to save money. It doesn't make sense. And the economic, the city doesn't have spare bonding capacity to go borrow 120 million bucks that we then also have to pay that debt service on. It, it's just counterintuitive. Where do your votes come from? How do you finish second in a couple of weeks? Because I, I read the article the other day, and you, you don't feel very, it doesn't seem, rather, that you feel like, hey, I'm going to walk away on March 24th, 25th with the highest percentage of votes. You want to get into that final in May. Where do those votes come from for you? They come from all over the place. They come from 
They come from the districts, the district that I represented for eight years. They come from uh, the, basically the urban core areas of the city. We're very strong at the beach. Um, people that, I guess you could say, people that understand the, the true challenges that we have, that understand that what I'm saying makes sense. So I, it's, it's a very wide constituency that really crosses party lines. Well, best of luck in getting the message out over the next several weeks. Early voting begins Monday. Thanks for being at Hobnob. Bill Bishop, best of luck in a couple of weeks. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you very much. Do appreciate it. Bill Bishop live on this special edition of Jacksonville's Evening News. I'm Rich Jones. Stephanie Brown is here as well. We are at the WOKB Hobnob. If you want to follow along with the conversation at all on social media, we have an entire social stream uh, with the hashtag of WOKB Hobnob on Twitter. You can follow along at WOKB.com. Here at the event tonight, I, you know, it's hard to guess crowds, but we certainly hope that we have well in excess of 1,000. I know we had more than 1,000 vote in the uh, straw poll back in August of last year, and we're going to work to bring you the results of the straw poll as well as close to 7 o'clock as possible. And it is a pretty good, like, um, up-and-up sort of process because the supervisor of elections, Jerry Holland, uh, is overseeing all of it. He's doing it without any taxpayer expense on the table. So by 6.30, we're going to end the ballot counting here, and he's going to head up to one Imason, crunch the numbers, and hopefully we'll have the results. As we're joined by another candidate for Jacksonville, Mayor Lenny Curry, who you heard uh, several days ago on Jacksonville's Morning News. This isn't a bad event, huh? This is fantastic. All the voters that are here, everybody's looking for information. I've been, I'm excited to be here sharing my vision of Jacksonville with everybody. Thanks Do for doing this. you feel like you're still telling your story? You still have to introduce yourself to people? Well, here's what, over the last few months, I have been out sharing my vision with people door-to-door, -door, going to community events, and now as we close out the last three weeks, yes, I am being very clear on what I want to do for Jacksonville, on how I'm going to be a part of making sure everyone has economic opportunity, the stated goal of world-class public schools, public safety, every neighborhood, every person, every family ought to be safe. And then we've got to celebrate and invest in our big, diverse neighborhoods, and downtown is critical. As we just heard from Bill Bishop, you know, he feels like getting the message out there is so important. There's this big issue that just rides over the race of leadership in the city and its pension. Are, is that a 2015 issue? I mean, Abs can that be solved this year? Absolutely it can be solved. In fact, it could have been solved four years ago. Phase one could have been implemented four years ago. There was a billion dollars in savings over 30 years on the table when Alvin Brown took office. City Council was ready to move forward with that proposal and for whatever raise, reason Alvin Brown decided not to accept it so we've lost four years we know we have a blueprint and a starting point that is real cost savings and what is the solution obviously that big how do we pay down the pension debt is the central question here what is the option well the first thing that we need to do is stabilize the the causes of the growth in the unfunded liability and that's what phase one would have done under under the Peyton proposal which I would have implemented and is the right place to start We've watched pension costs. They, they went from a flat line to a spike. Now they flatlined, and they will only flatline for a very short period of time. But it's still a short enough window to come up with a very thoughtful, reasonable solution. Right now, we basically, those in leadership, Alvin Brown, are basically taking a buckshot approach and scrambling around trying to say, oh, we have to fund it here, we have to fund it there. I will take a thought, first stabilize it with a blueprint that we had four years ago, and then we'll come up with a funding solution. It's, um, how do you tell the pension story as a politician? I mean, when, when you're knocking on doors and you're doing one-on-ones -on -one, with, with people, it ain't an easy thing to kind of explain to people. 
How, how is it a winning message? Well, look, I'm an accountant by trade. I practiced at PwC, the largest accounting firm in the world, for over eight years before I started my own business. Uh, but the, the voters understand the big picture. The big picture is there's $1.7 billion in unfunded police and fire. There's about another billion in general employee. People also understand that the men and women in uniform put their life on the line every day, and we need to value that and respect that. Frankly, because of the leadership vacuum over the last four years, the men and women in uniform have been demonized in this process. But voters understand the unfunded liability. They understand that we need to come up with a solution that values the work the men and the women do today and, um, and implement a plan that is a go on a go-forward basis. You told us the other uh, day on Jacksonville's Morning News that uh, crime prevention overall, getting control of the situation here, um, is going to be your, your key top priority. What kind of conversations are you having with the sheriff candidates tonight over the last several weeks, getting to know them? Because you've got to work pretty closely with them on the big issues in the community should you be elected mayor. That's a great question. Um, you know, when I turn on my television, when I pick up the newspaper, and it's been this way for months, and I see the violent crime and the murder in this city, and in many instances it's children, it's heartbreaking. Uh, and we cannot accept this as a community. When I sat down with Sheriff John Rutherford many months ago, I made a commitment to him that I believe in what they do. And the highest and most important function of government is the safety of its citizens. The first thing I'll do is reinstate the 147 cops that were cut as a direct result of Alvin Brown's budget. I will reinstate funding and programs in the Jacksonville journey that worked. And to be clear, those programs were about children, about giving children hope and opportunity so they don't need to, they're not only facing hopelessness and a life of crime in the years ahead. Where do you find the money, though? Where do, how do you pay for it? It's very clear. We have a billion-dollar budget. It's my first priority. So I'm clear on my budget priority. As mayor, I will start saying we're going to have safe streets, safe citizens, safe people. We don't know where Alvin Brown's budget priorities are. We don't know where any other candidate for mayor what their top budget priority is. So if the budget priority is crime, what has to lose? Ultimately, we have that cap. We can't go over it too much. I mean, is it more revenue through taxing, or is there something that's getting cut? That's a great question. Here's what we know right now. Our budget has been mismanaged. There's tens of millions of dollars that have appeared over the last few weeks. Council members have found it. The mayor's office didn't know they had it. Literally tens of millions of dollars. I'm going to order an emergency audit my first 90 days in office. I can share with the taxpayers exactly where and how their dollars are being spent and the financial condition of this city. I'm also going to, uh, on job creation, do a full audit of every regulation, everything that touches starting a business, and we'll eliminate those things that are redundant and those things that are necessary. We'll reinvigorate them in a way that is customer friendly. That will grow the tax base, grow jobs, which will give us more money for our quality of life. And I will have a team member specifically assigned to pursuing state and federal dollars. We had federal dollars in the Jacksonville journey because we pursued it. Good luck along the way, Lenny Curry. Thanks so Always much for coming pleasure. by. Thank you. Appreciate you coming down to uh, Hobnob. By the way, we were talking about um, mayoral priorities. It's one of the poll questions that we have for you tonight. If you're not at Hobnob on the News 104.5 WOKB app, pension reform, downtown revitalization, crime prevention, city infrastructure. Hey, there are a lot of big weighty issues. But Stephanie, as you've been covering this at City Hall, pension reform, so goes that. So goes a lot of the other issues because it frees up the opportunity to spend some of that money. It really is a big price tag, and there are so many options that are floating around there, and, and they all take time to vet through. So, I mean, we'll continue to track every move as it goes through City Hall. There are two other mayoral candidates. We do know that Mayor Alvin Brown does have a city event tonight. It's his um, 
education initiative. It's an annual event. Um, I've been told by his campaign office that if he can make it down before 7, we'll get him on the air during the special edition of Jacksonville's Evening News. But before we go to break, I see Omega Allen, who is a third of the four candidates in the race. We'll hear her priorities for the city of Jacksonville. We're live at the WOKD Hobnob at Everbank Field. If you're somewhere in the downtown area, stop on by. Everything's free except for the booze. We're on News 104.5 WOKV. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 